Oi, this is Jason Statham and you're watching Beat It Movie Reviews. Everybody, this is Beat It Movie Reviews, and I am Megalodon Joe Cabello, and I am here with Giant Squid Chris Hasoda. Hey, what up? You've always been the giant squid of this relationship. That is true. I love tentacles, and they're everywhere when you hang out. <laughs> you have those suction things on your penis, too, the way uh, a tentacle does. That's at least oh, what right, I've yeah. heard. It's not as if I've sucked it before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is how we return. This is how we return to the show. Actually, we haven't even had a week off, right? That's we, true, yeah, because we, did, we did a late episode. People are like, can you? <laughs> the listeners are like, you mind? <laughs> you don't have to listen to it. They're like, yeah, but we're getting incri collecting incriminating evidence. Uh, so what did people just hear, first off? Fuck what the show is. You right. know, what did people just hear? They heard Queenie Pie by Davis I.L. Very good friend of ours. Great friend, great man, and, uh, you know, out of all the people who may have voted for Trump, I think he's my, my favorite person. And now I'm not saying he did. I'm <laughs> saying out of all, I don't know if what his did, vote was. If he did, you, yeah. he would still be your favorite person yeah. out of all the ones that did vote for him. I'm just saying I don't, I don't know what his vote was is all I'm saying. Right, and it has the right. potential for one or the other. But uh, this yeah. is a show where we do movie and TV reviews, just chat about them and do some feature reviews. But we've been having this like summer movie bukkake where last week we did three movies. This week we're doing two. So uh, what are we jizzing out this week? Yeah, this week uh, we're oozing it out with TM. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. It's green. The first load always comes yeah. out a little green because it, yeah. it might have been backed <laughs> up a little bit. Uh, and the second one, uh, Meg 2, smells like seawater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We love it. So we're going to talk about both of those movies uh, for the same audiences, obviously, both those. Mm -hmm. Before we get into that, let's talk a little about, about what we've been watching. So, Chris, I'll let you uh, take it away. Yeah, yeah. So earlier today, I, t I texted you because a show we had both been anticipating uh, was finally released today on Netflix, and that is Zombieverse. So that is it's a reality show game show uh, that takes place in Korea about basically as a pretend zombie outbreak. And the contestants have to survive in the different settings they're placed in uh, <clears throat> and not killed by zombies in turn basically yeah amazing just incredible it's a yeah. japanese show right no i think so uh i wasn't sure if it was but uh it looks like it is korean okay got it i wasn't sure what yeah, yeah what, what it was but yeah yeah south korean origin oh cool for the show so yeah uh, but uh, it looked really crazy because we saw the, the trailer for it and it's just people running scared for their lives. And uh, yeah, so I, I did. There's eight episodes out. Um, 
for the season. And I only I watched the first one and then maybe a couple of minutes of episode two. But the main thing I was curious about was like the trailers show them like hitting zombies or like kicking them and like pushing them away. Yeah. So I'm just curious like how violent they can get with these people yeah, what are those rules? To be zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and it's interesting because they definitely don't get into that in the first episode. They're just kind of scared and like running away from the zombies. But uh it it's bizarre because I think in the at least in the first episode, there's a lot of shots to show like a chaotic city being overrun with zombies. So there's like a lot of extra footage they put mm, in that's okay. like to set pieces of like people getting eaten by zombies while so, they're running. Are the eight episodes kind of following the same group that dwindles down? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. And and I believe some more characters get added to the group too. Okay. So, so almost cinematic in that way where it's not like rounds where each episode yeah. is a round and then they get to stop or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So the, fir- the first episode, they basically, it's 40 minutes. And in the beginning, uh, they're, what's funny is that it's played like it's, you know, the, um, those Asian sh- uh, dating shows where they'll have like a group of five people watching the dating show and then they comment on it, do okay. commentary on it. So yeah. the way it starts is there's a group of five people watching a dating show. And then it, that's like in the next room from them. And then the people on the dating show, one of them is sick and gets bit uh, and bites another contestant. And then all hell breaks loose. And those five people watching are told you need to get out of here you need to get out of here and then like rules come up on the screen in text that says this is the last directions that the contestants will receive they need to figure out like what to do next themselves oh wow They're not so, so be those, told at all they know that the dating show isn't real right yeah yeah okay. but but what's funny is that like they're acting like it is real so that's what i was curious about with the show is like how much of it is scripted because there are times where they do like break character or like will laugh together while they're like hiding. Yeah. But for the most part, like when they're being attacked, they're like screaming and yeah. very scared, you know? Uh, well, I think so, it would be scary. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who don't react to those things, but like, uh-huh. you know, naturally, if you're getting chased, even in a game, yeah, it's scary. You know, like yeah. you, if you haven't played tag and as an, as an adult, like, it's kind of thrilling and scary for someone to chase you and their goal is to get you like that mm-hmm. causes an emotional response to a degree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the first part is them just needing to escape like a basic escape. So it's just like kind of a, a, a run through a bunch of set pieces of people being attacked by zombies. But then after that, they get into a car and, and drive away. And their car's low on gas, so they need to go to a gas station to gas up. And so that's like their first challenge is basically we have to fill up our car with gas while there's like some zombies around. And so I was curious, like, seems like it would be hard to do this kind of show without them like actually fighting the zombies. But what they've done in a twist to gamify the whole setting is that these zombies can't see, they can only hear. When you make like loud noises oh, okay. and stuff like that. So they're doing stuff to create like a diversions and like throw stuff and then 
sneak around like yeah where style. it's not as necessary to d- fight them you would actually you're yeah. incentivized not to fight them yeah yeah and there's even a point where it, it the the zombies are all very stupid right they just like oh i hear something and i'll all like uh ho- hobble over to it but they're not like just beelining it for a sound you know like sprinting or anything mm-hmm. but then they show another zombie that's like a special infected zombie and they even say like oh this here's a new type of zombie and then they say they describe it as like uh they have they put their foot down like pedal to the metal but they don't have control of steering so when they hear a sound like they'll sprint directly at the sound <laughs> but if you move they'll just go right by you yeah uh they can't turn or anything so it's it's funny that yeah so we'll see how that evolves as the show goes along but yeah, it's it is pretty fun, and it's they also point out when care when uh, some of the contestants like will leave the others behind or try to lie to get out of having to save the other people and mm-hmm. stuff, or like be the one to go do stuff. They they like point it out and like make fun of them for it too. So it's uh, pretty. It is entertaining to see that. That sounds awesome. It sounds like a really fun yeah. show. There was yeah. even a show with children. They did that with children. And I think that was a Japanese show. Oh, um, really? Where the ch- kids were trying to like avoid zombies? Yeah, and like if, from what it seems like in the show, the kids have no idea what's going on. But like uh, people are there like, hit him. Here's a bat. Hit him. And the kid's trying to hit him. And, and, and it looks pretty like like bad to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah. unethical from the way they do it. Uh <laughs> But I've always wanted to watch that, and it like really made me think. Oh, this would be a cool show. It it sounds like they do it justice with the scenarios. Um, yeah. Well, it's what's funny too is like one of the characters is like a woman uh, who has a hurt leg and she's on a crutch. So it's oh, like, wow. oh, what a what a shitty uh, predicament to put her in for the show. But but yeah. Oh. And I was telling you about a show when you brought this up to me earlier of uh, called Run for the Money which um, I believe that's a Japanese show. And I was actually really surprised the production value of that show because the premise is that a bunch of people are uh, dropped into a, a, a city and then there's a bunch of people that are chasing them. So if you get tagged, you're out. The longer you last, it's basically the game, you know, surviving the game. Um, but they do it literally in like an island town like a pretty large has real buildings like is a real place has gardens and and that's what makes it because it feels very okay. real it's like they got like a whole abandoned town but it's like not it doesn't yeah. look abandoned from the the trailer it looks like people just went on vacation all yeah, the people like in the city or something. I don't understand what town it is if they just like shut it down for the production or whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. weird because it's a legitimate place and that adds a lot to it. So, I mean, I think that's a big part of doing shows like this so they don't just feel like, okay, yeah, you put a guy in a warehouse set with zombies, like Legend of the Hidden Temple when the, 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 the whatever Shaka men would come after the kids. Yeah. We're just like, okay, this is fake, though. I'm sure that was scary. <laughs> Those kids are like in therapy still to this day. Yeah. 
I put the golden monkey shit. on the head first, <laughs> and then the body, and then the feet. I was an idiot. <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like a pretty cool show. Yeah, seems fun. Yeah, Zombie Verse on Netflix. Nice. And uh, Zombie Verse Double Tap. I think it's the second one. Just kidding. Yeah. Barely a joke. So I finished Twisted Metal. I know you finished oh, it last nice. week. Uh, from your review, it, was, it felt like, okay, I should finish this. Um, uh-huh. Ultimately, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I do think it just gets better as it goes on. Um, in like The worst thing about it is also why it gets better. So, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the fact that it's like it's not the the tournament story, it's not battles, it's following these characters, but, you know, it starts to dig into those characters and the story enough and provide you with something that's you kind of want to see the resolution of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I think it is like I still stand by it. Super bro comedy and like sometimes yeah. just more jokes than funny jokes, but I'm, I'd still kind of rather take that than the no jokes or like less jokes so uh um it is pretty fun i'm excited for the the second season i hopefully it gets it just so we can actually see the tournament and be given that and i think a, a really cool setup of a lot of the characters um and and that final fight uh it's worth it to get to the episode 10 i believe or 8 whatever it is um for the final fight because it kind of gives you exactly what you would want out of the video game just like a bunch of cars some special dudes driving around and doing their thing um yeah definitely low budget in many ways um but i think it makes it work for itself and feels kind of like cartoony and doesn't take itself seriously it is it it couldn't take itself too seriously because the Uh budget just isn't there yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. It's excited for season two, huh? Because they've definitely set up uh some characters to be bigger and more important in season two. Yeah, it's very likely it won't just because of the writers and actors strike. Uh what can oh, tend yeah. to happen is a lot of these shows get forgotten or, you know, yeah. unless it was a mega hit, then there's just gonna be a complete shift of of what shows and tv things they they redo and release so for that reason we might not see it which is is a shame and the the danger of doing these stupid like prequel premise shows where you're not giving us the real premise of the ip yeah but what should we care about ip they did not service my ip the last time they did the writer's strike didn't uh all the channels get flooded with reality shows yeah, that happened for sure. So that's probably happen now. But what could what could happen now? They do real twisted metal and have people actually yeah. fight to the death. They could. Zombieverse is already paving the way for real yeah. stuff. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, and we do have uh, like, uh, what is the the junkyard driving shit? That's already a yeah. thing. Yeah. So like destruction derby. Destruction stuff. derby. Yeah. Yeah, and battle bots like get the guys that build battle bots together with the guys that do destruction derby. Yeah, perfect combination. 
just be, even if it was battle bots where it's like, hey, can you make the battle bots like seven to ten times their size and you get in it? <laughs> and the guy's like, fuck, <laughs> dude, this kind of changes my strategy. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. And uh, from what I understand, you didn't watch anything else before feature reviews. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I just want to shout out one other thing before we get started, and that's another TV show that I started to watch with the wife called Parent Test or The Parent Test. And it's so it takes a bunch of parents and uh, that have different parenting styles that are like named uh, like the high achiever parenting style, the new age, the traditional routine, just these different, very specific parenting styles. And then what it does is it has uh, four parenting sets at a time face different challenges with their kids. And then the other parents vote on which one is the better style until finally one parenting style wins and is considered the best. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) what? They have actual, so it's like actual families with their kids, and then the kids have to act out in a specific way. So they for the they give them scenarios. So I'll give you Uh the one uh, one basic example, and I'll give you another example. They they'll be like, "Hey, let's see how you deal taking your kids to a nice restaurant." So you go to a fancy restaurant with your kids. So then they see, you know, it, it'll be a restaurant where they serve just like octopus and caviar and then saying, oh, how do you deal with the kids not wanting to eat or being disrespectful or being loud? Uh-huh. Like, what is your way of doing that um, type of thing? And then they okay. each, they'll show a clips of it or whatever, the little like montage and then have the parents talk about it. So that's one. Another okay. one. So wait, real quick, though. Yeah. So do the kids act out on purpose while they're there? Um, not intentionally. I'm sure they okay. might. So it's kind of like you just do you there. Yeah. We'll observe, see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. So what if the family is like really like super militant and like already very, you know, in line? They're not. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, right. Because no, they that, choose. But that's also like part of it. Like families. Okay. You know, I would say from watching two episodes so far, uh, results vary. Where even parents who do really well on some, you know, do poorly on another or like poorly at parts and stuff. And at the end of the day, they're all um, good parents in 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 many ways, you know, like compared to real bad parents. So that's also what feels unfair about it, I'll say, uh-huh. is like. You're having these parents get judged and like even the parents who get kicked out the first episode or two, it's like, well, these are good parents. And you're kind of saying like this parenting style is bad. Like that's not really what they're saying in it. Uh-huh. They they try to have like a balanced like, hey, we're all just learning and that's what this is about. But it's like, no, you made it a competition show about yeah. parenting. Yeah. So it feels like. Feels like they're trying to say, hey, this is all about learning and, you know, getting better with each other. Where it's like, don't make it a competition show then. Yeah. Like, that's, it seems not right the way 
they present it. So I gave you one example of the type of challenge. Another example uh. is, let's see what your kids do when a stranger knocks on the door. <laughs> and then they really show like the kids either not answering the door or the kids answering the door under like the pretense that, oh, we're, you know, what if this was a predator? So when okay. the, the kids open the door, it's kind of horrifying. Like nothing happens it in is, this scenario. But also it is Chris Hansen that knocks on the door. <laughs> Hi, uh, what did you come here to do today? And the kid's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I live here. <laughs> like, sure. sure. But it's like, yeah, nothing happens in the scenario. It's not like the person tries to be creepy or whatever. They, they're trying to actually seem earnest, you know, um, which I uh, guess a predator would probably do as well. But um, even in the show, a lot of the parents are traumatized watching them because it is really fucking, like, intense and exploitive. Like, yeah. hey, do you mind if I uh, test real quick if your kid could get kidnapped? You're like, yeah. dude, like, this is That's fucking... like some, like, 10-year-old YouTuber shit where they're, yeah. like, <laughs> doing, like, pranks where they're like, hey, we're going to getting permission from the parents to pretend to kidnap their kids. So yeah. the kids would learn a lesson and shit like that. You know what's funny though is like, what if they did the show but with like all the YouTuber families oh that my are God. already they shitty? Couldn't. Like you get the those the canceled ones like Family of Five. Remember those that family where like they were abusive to their kids. Yeah. And then people were like, guys, this is abuse straight up, and they're making profit off. And they got like canceled hardcore. Yeah. They should get can't. that. Bring those guys back, dude. Bring all these like shithole bad parents. Yeah, that just like destroy their kids' lives. Yeah, it's I did think like some of the the little challenges they do feel exploitive in a weird oh. way, where it's like their whole argument is, well, this is really important to talk about it, and it might be hard, but we're gonna learn from it. But yeah. there is a like, dude, you're a TV show. Like TV shows are for entertainment. Like stop pretending that the prime directive of a TV show isn't that. That's yeah. why you're doing this and you're not doing it in a different way. This is why it isn't just a round table talk. You're doing yeah. sensational shit. And I got really upset with the two hosts are just a charismatic woman and then a real child psychologist. Okay. Who's or parenting psychologist, whatever, family psychologist. And one of the guys, uh, one of the families was like, we don't want to show our video of the kid opening the door. This is really upsetting. And I wonder why you even think it's necessary to show the video of this happening instead of us just yeah. talking about it. And the guy's even <laughs> like, I understand this is important, but like, why do you like what is up with that? Why do you think it's important to show that? And then the he's very obviously asking the family psychologist that. Yeah. He, and the family psychologist is like, well, parents, what do you think about this? And the guy's like, no, man, I'm asking you. Yeah. But then the family psychologist acts like, no, 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 you're not going to disrespect me like that. Relax. Oh, and I'm just like, dude, fuck off. Like, if you can't stand by your shit. Yeah. Like, don't expect, don't pass it off to everyone else. I lost yeah. a lot of respect for the guy from that. Like. Dude, no, someone's asked, you don't just get to play the, like, I don't know, man. I'm just here doing what you do. Yeah, guys. it's like, why Why did we get you a fucking family psychologist to be here if all you're going to do is redirect the questions to everyone else? The host, the other host could do that. 
Yeah, defend your choice. The person that's explaining the psychology behind the purpose for all of this. Yeah, and he really was obviously not wanting to confront the question of like, where the answer really is like, oh, dude, this is entertainment TV. We have to. We're exploiting you. That's why. Yeah, like the secondary thing of it is learning and it's an important topic the primary of why you're doing it the way you're doing it is because you want entertainment yeah and fucking face that admit that you fucking (laughs) using listeners immediately off that (laughs) my mom left the room is what i mean she was listening to us couldn't hear what you were saying because i have my headphones on but she was listening uh, but yeah, that's the parent test. I am eager to watch more of it because it is like, you know, at the same time, as much as I'm complaining about that, a lot of the shit is important. You know, it feels like very interesting psychology stuff and parenting things that I would love to know to whether I'm a father one day or just being a better uncle or, you know, person to children and uh, understanding parents better. So it, it's really yeah. interesting in that way. But fuck all that noise. Why don't we get into our reviews? Yeah. All right, it's time. I think we start with TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, produced by Seth Rogen, who also voice acts in it. This is the um, the newest revitalization of a major motion picture. Uh, Turtles since Platinum Dunes. Um, Michael Bay's production company did two movies. And of course, you know, it's not as if the Turtles have not been around, too. They've had consistent series, uh, different reboots of the series and and movies. They had their Batman movie, too, uh, that was animated. So they've been around, but I think it's always important when a big feature film comes out of these guys. Uh, So Chris... uh, Leading up to the Turtles, you know, I think you're a pretty big Turtles fan. Did you have a Turtles favorite Turtles movie going into this? Um, you know, I don't know the the original two live action ones were always fun as a kid. The 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 first two, I don't. The third one doesn't exist to me. So yeah, uh, but weird. uh, weird. Yeah, I I mean. Less than a year ago, that Rise of the Ninja Turtles movie came out. The the movie of the TV show, yeah, cartoon, and I loved that one too. That one was really cool. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, the those Michael Bay ones are just very average. You know, really yeah. nothing special. Gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was very excited for this one just because it looked like it captured a lot of the, the hype from how the Spider-Verse movies have really, um, surprised people. Mm -hmm. Uh, the art style looked really sick too. So yeah, I was anticipating this one a lot. All right. So what did you think of it? Um, yeah. And oh, that's the other thing actually is. I just, uh, I had more faith in it too, I feel like, because Seth Rogen was making this. And I feel like, you know, him doing like Invincible and stuff like that, he like really seems to be 
doing fun shit, you know. The boys, I think he's producing. Um, yeah, and historically, he's has, just kind of had yeah, a good time doing, with what he does. Yeah, doing fun stuff. So, yeah, I I really loved this movie. I was I thought that I was going to enjoy it, but um, I definitely liked it more than I thought I was going to. I was very surprised. I feel like the story is not the same as every single Ninja Turtles movie that comes out that has been coming out is always like them and shredder mm-hmm. like every time it's like them and shredder. Yeah. That's it. You know? Um, and this movie with it's like way bigger cast, it just felt a lot more fun. And then I really, really like the kids as playing the turtles because it felt very genuine and, and authentic. Like they're actually kids. I feel like a lot of those, these movies, it's like, it just feels like they're like early twenties, you know, but they're right. Especially the, Ninja the, Turtles. the platinum dunes ones were like, okay, you guys are like 17. You're like yeah. adults. Felonies yeah. are going to happen if you do a crime. Yeah. Yeah. And so with this one, you know, they're like 15 and they feel very much like 15 kids, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so that just kind of felt like it breathed new life into what could be an exciting new version of this franchise. How did, how did you like it? So, uh, I think I mentioned this on the last show, but the way I saw it was, uh, over a week ago for a free screening. And it was a family yeah. like free screening event from this, I think like Asian uh, family council or something. Uh-huh. Uh, so went and me and my friend Fred went and we were, uh, you know, the only solo adult males. And it usually I don't care about that. You know, I've seen Mario alone. I've seen a lot of kids movies alone. I don't care. But this just it being by virtue of family event, it felt weird. <laughs> like we yeah. felt out of place in some ways and it was also a very specific vibe like straight up like seven people deep of families of every age range you know um so i watched it very much in that zone and i did miss a good like eight or ten minutes of the movie while getting concessions in the middle uh, of it so that sucked uh and i think we'll see some um uh uh consistency there when we talk about the Meg and missing part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh but yeah, so I will put that out there. Um okay. now I did really enjoy it. I want to see it again to give it a better assessment having seen the whole movie and oh. not being in the environment I was in. Not that it was actually as that bad with all those families. Things were pretty fine about that. Okay. Uh, I thought it looked incredible. The way that, like, um, across the Spider-Verse, you know, obviously that's what a movie like this is going to get compared to because of the kind of constant moving art style. You know, it's this, like, very kinetic art style uh, that we haven't seen. But I think what's so cool about this is it's a very consistent version of that. It feels just like kids drawings and crayon all the way through. So I really like that, um, and not not versus the Spider-Verse movies, but like those just by nature are all over the place with their art style, which is what's cool about them. But I really yeah. liked seeing this consistent art style. It's 
so that it looked awesome. I want to see it again just for the look, like I did with uh, Mario. I was like, this movie's not blowing my socks off, but it looks so pretty. I want to see it again with a lot of great design. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I think is good about it, I'm also like coming from the place of I'm an old man when it comes to TMNT. The first movie I think is a great, perfect movie. And oh. I like that it was darker than it should have been. And it was adult. Yet as kids, we still really liked it. So to me, yeah. there's a bit of a, a bar there that, you know, sh shouldn't necessarily be reached. You know, to bring up the Mario oh. movie again, too, like my criticism to that movie is also moot because I think that movie was the best it should be you know like it really pulled itself off even though it's not like a great movie and that it's emotionally uh, deep or anything like that or has a great story it's yeah. like i watched it again this weekend with my wife she watched it for the first time and she was like that was really fun and it's like yeah because it just it goes from next step next step next step never slowing down for anything stupid it's like here's a fun scene it doesn't matter why we got to this next scene as long as that scene's fun. And it's like, yeah, that's a great kids movie. So I feel like there's a lot of things going on with this movie that, that feel like that compared to what I wanted from a dark and gritty adult version. So I understand yeah. a lot of my, a lot of my feelings are like super personal and super like unfair in a lot of ways about the movie. But that oh. being said, I thought it was really fun, even though it leans more on the kids side, it has plenty of weird, jokes that make it fun for an adult to laugh at um the turtles are fun that they're kids i feel like there is less focus on the turtles though as their personalities there's enough there but it's not about that it's kind of about being an outsider and a mutant especially in general with all the mutants that are in it so that's yeah. a bit of a bummer but at the same time you also get a ton of the mutant stuff with the other guys which is really fun so it's like every complaint I have actually has like a a good reason why they did it that makes it interesting. Um yeah. but ultimately hated April. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a teen, which on its face seems to make sense. Uh-huh. Um but because hey, a teen hanging out with teen turtles. But the whole thing about her being an adult in other settings, and not all turtle universes, there's been uh, especially some modern turtle universes where she's also a teen and stuff. Yeah. But it's like her being an adult allows them to be horny for her with no odd sexual tension. Uh but, like, you even <laughs> see in this movie, when Donatello is attracted to her, uh -huh. there's still this sense of, like, it could happen. Like, they even go to the prom together. Spoilers. Well, Leonardo. Yeah. Leonardo. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I always confuse them. <clears throat> uh, uh -huh. So they go to the prom together, and there's even, like, hey, you know, this is just friends. Like, yeah, that wouldn't need to be even stated if she was adult April. Yeah. You know, like by making them both teens on the same surface, you're like, wait, is a turtle going to fuck a human? You never think uh -huh. that with 
adult April hang out with the turtles. Yeah. Or you do. Yeah. And if you do, hey. So, because, okay, so here's my counterpoint to that, which is what I also liked about this movie was that even though it was very, I feel like, definitely less adult, less for adults, especially compared to Spider-Verse, right? There's less with the impact of the story and its meaning to uh, adult viewers. Right. But with this movie, it's way more horny than any Ninja Turtles before it. Like, leaps and bounds hornier, I think. Especially with Splinter being horny as fuck. Well, yeah, but that's that's fine. But I also, it's like this day and age, dude, people are, uh, you know, furries are growing in power. <laughs> they got to represent all their, their, you know, different avenues. So I feel like uh, having the turtles be horny is like something they needed to do. Yeah, no, the, I am not against the turtles being horny. <laughs> That's not it. It's that if you're horny for something that you have no chance with, that is different than being horny for someone that is on the same level as you. Well, I mean, like we know, I don't know if it's impossible. I the, don't know. The turtles were never going to fuck adult April because adult April was never going to cross that boundary. You know, the same way an adult woman and a young boy flirts with her. She's like, oh, just stop. Like, you know, but if they're the same age, there is a threat of that. Well, I would just say, look at the Internet. Uh, Fan art. Okay. I just, I know. No one's one's doing uh, sexual fan art of this April. But uh, let's get into some spoilers. Let's hope not. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Just for... Uh, although, you know, there are uh, a subset of Twitter that I found <laughs> through. And uh, this, this sorry. Is... No, no, no. But it's not a subset of Twitter. It's a subset of X because yes. that's where it came from. It, it was never on yeah. Twitter. But once it became X, boom, it, it appeared. Triple. Uh, but that do believe that there is no such thing as cartoon having cartoons having any uh they can't have any illegal acts depicted in them because they're cartoons. Oh no! And I, I only know that because of I, I oh man, I've, I've stopped going on Twitter for quite a while now, you know, in uh-huh. any regular capacity, and it's been great for my because it doesn't health. exist anymore. Yeah, X, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> even before there is no before, but uh, before <laughs> when X, the past few months leading up to that, just less and less. But I would love just finding the person of the week and the controversies that yeah. would just come up. And that's when I knew I was deep when I'm like telling my wife, hey, there's this person who thinks this and people like <laughs> it's like <laughs> whatever. And that's where I found that. And I, these these people arguing that online. And I was like, you know what? All right, everybody, maybe you shouldn't be using this public forum for that and you should just like journal instead (laughs) um but anyways uh i'm probably making it sound like i enjoyed the movie less than i did but i think i'm just like a turtle movie fan especially in fact one of the first episodes of beat it movie reviews back when it was a uh a scripted screenwriting podcast that broke down movies uh, see, like in their story structure, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was one of them. So even in 
writing that podcast episode and recording it, I watched that movie 12 times in like a three week period. I love that movie. Um, so a lot of it is coming down to kind of my uh, ultimate desire for what a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie should be. So it's a little unfair, but it is really fun. There's more good to it than bad. I just have to be the dissenting voice because of my heart. Uh, let's talk any spoilers yeah. uh, to, to wrap up the TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Sure. Um, yeah, I just, uh, like I said, there's a lot of this movie that I wasn't really expecting. Uh, and that is like the expanded cast to be as important as they were in the story dude yeah they're Uh, they're so fucking co-starring yeah this is like the most stacked cast uh rose byrne um, as leatherhead yeah yeah they like rose byrne there's like uh uh what's her name natasha dimitri or whatever the the main female lead in uh what we do in the shadows right yeah 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 she does that wingnuts voice like just ice cube paul rudd seth rogan john cena just uh hannibal burris post malone really just insane because i remember reading up all of these people but then when i watched the movie i was like there's so many people that I can't remember. Yeah, you can't even give a shit how, about like, them. Who else is in <laughs> there, this? Because yeah. there's so fucking many. Um, but but yeah, once it's through, it's just really funny to see how they all work. But yeah, Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. It's great. Yeah. Perfect scene stealer. It's so it's so stacked that this part really pissed me off is that the uh credit sequence, like the graphical credit sequence does not credit any of the turtles it like (laughs) the movie ends music starts and you see you know a big like ninja turtle graphic and it says like starring maya rudolph you're just (laughs) i forget who's first but it's someone on the level of like maya rudolph in the movie you're like what the fuck then it's like seth rogan and this and that, and never once does it credit any of the turtles in that sequence, which I know is like a political thing, uh, within like the actors' agents, to get any of that slotting. It's it's like a it's a thing. You yeah, of course the bigger names can fight for that, right? But it really fucking sucks that the turtles aren't listed in that. Uh, yeah, and you know why too is because like you're you see this movie and you're like wow it's so crazy that like paul rudd was in it and jackie chan and you know rose Byrne or whatever ice cube and then you're like but what were the uh the four actors that played the turtles names and you're like uh fuck they won't even tell you yeah they don't want you to know it does definitely feel like that like the only thing i know is that the one kid that was Raphael was the kid from the mighty ducks show oh okay he's like the main kid but yeah but the other ones, like, I have no idea. Yeah, it kind of sucks for that. Uh, that pissed me off a bit, but uh, they are good. And Jackie Chan, I mean, it's just a delight to see him playing this character. Yeah. He he was just really fun. Great splinter. Really horny splinter. Yeah. 
And just sick that he gets to be horny. Yeah, and like uh, successfully horny. Yeah. Really, really a great bit. Unnecessary, and that's why it's like <laughs> such a, a great bit. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know the the action scenes were all just really fun. It felt like a, a solid, well done movie, you know. And I do hope that they make sequels to this because I feel like it works. It works for what it needs yeah. to be, and it's not like these the Michael Bay ones where there's like huge holes in like the soul of the turtles that is lacking from it yeah they they really didn't know who it was for i I think that one was trying to make it for millennials sort of but still a little bit um for kids but i mean if i was a kid like the age that would like this movie if i saw that trailer i'd be like that's scary i don't want to do that And the turtles were a little horny in that one, but it made it was more gross because they were fucking yeah. like six, seven. Yeah, they're just <laughs> like full ass, like 25 year old adults. Yeah. So like uh, Megan Fox as yeah, Megan uh, Fox is April O'Neil. as April O'Neil, and they're just like imagine these six, seven tur- mutants <laughs> around her being like, yo, she's kind of cute, man. What should we do? <laughs> it's like, oh, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hope they make more of these too. I think that uh, that's very likely um, that they will do that, despite yeah. any uh, writers and actors strike going on. I, I think it's it's more likely than a twisted <coughs> metal. But uh, um, yeah, ultimately, not to harp too much on the April O'Neil sexual thing with the turtles, but it not just it <laughs> does it is it weird sexually, but it's just like heartbreaking when she's like. You know we're not really dates in this prom. You're like we don't need that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that? yeah. That that was like unusually cruel. Like we already know you don't have to say that. Yeah, like, it's it just seemed like oh man, that's really rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah, that's the thing is like we already know. Or if she was an adult, April O'Neil, you would definitely already know. It's like oh, there's not even a question that you would have a crush on this kid or not. <laughs> this is like Joe. Is this the hill you're gonna die on with this movie? I thought about it a lot. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the <laughs> Ooze? Oh no, that's not it. <laughs> mutant mayhem. mayhem. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's it. The I'm, other one I'm was stoked. Mutant Bayhem. Because Michael Bay <laughs> got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? I was gonna say actually, they have sick figures of yeah. the baby turtles oh the baby the baby turtle figures no, yeah they I have them they look pretty awesome you get them in two packs because those were great there. yeah the standout seeing yeah. the baby turtles and all the figures yeah. for this uh this series has really been uh cool looking yeah they seem really sick for kids that that are gonna love this movie and the other thing too is that they've they re-released like the og ones from when we were kids the ones where like the shell pops out open. Oh and you yeah. Put all there, and they have like the the like Gundam style weapon uh, sets with them. You know where you had to like break them out of the plastic. Uh, oh yeah, those ones. Yeah, I I follow a lot of the um, Ninja Turtles releases of toys. Uh-huh. Uh, I never buy any, but dude, I'm so close all the time <laughs> to getting them. 
Um, and yeah, there's there's been consistent high quality turtle toy releases and re-releases. Um, that you just kind of want them. Even like I think you can get the blimp, the original blimp, just a re uh, a remake of it or reprinting, however you want to call it. Uh, for like yeah. fifty bucks, they did a re-release of that. Oh, like, sick! I was like, "Fuck!" I kind of want to get this and like hang it from the ceiling because I have no storage space for a blimp like that. But get like the four turtle figures and hang it from the ceiling. Yeah. Um, but my wife said she would never sleep with me again if I did that. <laughs> uh, well, that is the mutant mayhem, and uh, should we get on to to the Meg? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Meg 2, the Trench Secret of the Ooze. Uh, so this is the sequel to the Meg hit schlock action monster movie from a couple years ago. And uh, you're a big Meg fan, right, Chris? Uh, Yeah, t- huge Meg fan. Meghead. Nice. And uh, what did you think about the Meg 2? Oh, yeah. Tell us how uh, you saw the Meg 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, my friend booked the tickets because we have that AMC movie pass where you could reserve them, you know, a week in advance, weeks in advance. But uh, I thought we had discussed that we were going to get the tickets for a noon showing. Mm-hmm. And I did. So I just he booked it, didn't even think about it. And it was like 1145. Um, I was getting ready. I was basically getting ready. And my friend texted me saying, hey, are you not coming? And I was like, not coming. Yeah, I'm on my way. And then he's, I was like, oh, shit. Looked at the ticket. Mm. Movie started at uh, 11. Oh, so my God. So I was God. like, but, you know, there is 30 minutes of trailers. Like, yeah, 25. It's like AMC. 25, I think. Yeah. So I get, I basically left immediately. And it's like less than a 10-minute drive for me, the theater. So I, I missed like 30 minutes of the movie. But the movie is like two hours. So. I missed like the first third. Um, uh, we talking spoilers later about what part I get to, but regardless of that, uh, I did really enjoy the movie. So I, I, it doesn't matter to me because I, I definitely want to see it again. Um, and I thought like this isn't some serious drama where I'm gonna need to see the first quarter of the movie yeah. to really not like I wasn't gonna not enjoy the Meg. You know, yeah, I feel like missing just the beginning. So I, I wasn't too worried about it, but I and I, like I said, so, yeah, I, I loved it, loved watching it, thought it was really fun and stupid. um, And it knows it, too. And I also was surprised that, like, all of the characters came back from the first movie uh, besides Ruby Rose. It was like, they all yeah, were back. That's I, right. I, She's not. I was like. Yet. Yeah, but but besides her, it was like the kid, you know, Cliff Curtis. Yeah, the kid, Cliff Curtis, uh, Paige Kennedy, the DJ character. They're all just great. So, uh, I was pretty stoked that I I felt like I never saw them in the trailers, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention because I knew I was going to see. Them also, anyways. like who would even remember most of them anyway? Of like most <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so that was like a fun surprise. But uh, it was interesting to see how like the first from what I've seen saw the first half of the movie and the second half are like 
two separate locations so yeah. it's kind of like uh it's more like a a horror it's more horror feeling in the first portion of it versus the second portion where it is just like a monsters attacking kind of stuff mm. uh but yeah it's it was a fun time how how did you feel about it uh so uh i watched it uh you know and i'll say straight away really enjoyed it i was like wow this is incredible i got yeah. to see the whole thing and then checked rotten tomatoes and saw it was like 28 percent, and i was like <laughs> what the fuck is going on <laughs> because okay i get it there's a surprisingly little amount of meg and megalodont uh-huh. in it and yeah and i would there's an argument for that i think there's plenty it's just that there's also a lot of other monsters too right and may, that of course is going to take a little bit of shine away from the megalodon so i get that but the main thing i want from this movie is just to be entertained and be on a ride for the full time uh-huh. and that pretty much happens other than some setup at the beginning uh and you missed it uh we'll get into a little bit of spoilers but starts with an action scene that is just a classic like jason statham action scene like not even anything to do with water really just like him being okay. jason statham uh which is okay. like sick enough and you're kind of like what uh-huh. the fuck are the meg movies about because you're watching it but it's entertaining and yeah, then they, it's like a fight scene yeah it's like uh it's just like uh, metal gear 2 okay it's the beginning uh hour of metal gear 2 okay and uh at, at four times speed Okay. <laughs> just makes no sense. Uh, but uh, <laughs> then it gets into a little bit of setup. But then, like, once once they are like, hey, we're going to go on a dive. Cool. The movie never stops. Just being them getting into shit. One okay. thing after the other. So I thought for that, I'm like, that's all I want. I don't care if there's sharks. And there's plenty of the sharks. But it's like, this is really interesting. They're in peril constantly cool you know um i can understand that the second half is a lot more like what you would expect the movie to be uh-huh. so i get that um and maybe could have used more sharks but uh i think what we did get was really cool so um yeah i liked it i was actually really surprised at how kind of classic it is in a way like it's just a very I don't know how to exactly put formulate and put this, but the ending is just tied up in a cute little bow. It very much feels like just a self-contained movie where it's like, oh, we went on this family crazy ass adventure and now it's over. Let's celebrate. And like, there's no sense of like, uh oh, the Meg's coming back. And it's just such a like self-contained movie and i don't even say like family friendly because it's not it's like super violent and scary <laughs> in any way but it yeah. feels like that like just a very adventure uh family friendly movie family values and <laughs> then and ending on a cute note yeah. um that's weird coming from ben wheatley who has uh done some weird and intense films uh he's the director 
So that was a bit surprising. Maybe not the Meg movie I kind of expected from him, but I think that's kind of cool that it's maybe like, hey, what if I just did an adventure movie? Pretty cool, huh? Like, um, But we can get into some spoilers of it. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Overall, sounds like he thought it was okay, but I think you got to see all of it. It's interesting to hear that most people say that the back half, you know, is kind of more what they wanted, and that's what you saw, and you liked it. So, like, what was the specific uh, point that you came into it? I came in, uh, yeah, so for spoilers now, uh, I came in when they were um, running through the trench to the facility, basically. Okay, that's, that's you yeah. know, fairly quickly into the action of when the action just continuously goes, other than, you okay. know, the, the intro scene. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. There's, yeah. So there's some other stuff, but yeah. Oh, uh, well, did I know that in that scene, basically like two people die, right? Yeah. Like one of two. their helmets implodes and then one of them gets eaten. Mm -hmm. And those are characters that were new, right? Yeah. Movie? Or three, three people die. Three and of I them die? I think okay. they're new. The, the one woman might. The head implosion one might not be new, but I don't really remember because I barely remembered Ruby Rose. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, no, I. Let's see. Okay, maybe it has a twenty six percent because the scene where Jason Statham goes out an airlock into the ocean, the deep <laughs> ocean, without a suit. And they tell him that, uh, oh, water pressure doesn't matter if you fill your nostrils. Yeah, your sinuses. Water? Your sinuses. Which was like, I just don't understand that scene. Like, can they, what if they just yeah. had one suit and it was cracked in this, the ma face mask was cracked or something? Like, why does it have to be this fucking insane? You can survive yeah. in like the, impossible water pressure levels like yeah and they, they like none of it makes sense but they're like uh one of the qu characters even asks something like that and they're like well uh the fish down here don't get yeah implode. they're like the fish they don't, don't have crushed. armor yeah so that's why it makes <laughs> sense it's like well we why did we have to have armor a second ago <laughs> yeah uh yeah so that so the thing with that is like I don't mind that if the entire movie is that. You know? And I feel like mm -hmm. that scene really stuck out. Whereas like obviously they're doing outlandish and like ridiculous over the top stuff, but it wasn't over the top enough like that scene. I wish the rest of the movie matched that insanity, or else don't do that. Yeah. Well it's like, it's it's played more stupid than insane. You know, yeah. th this isn't a Hobbs holding a chain on the back of a truck to like have yeah, a helicopter, hold a helicopter to, yeah. not fly away. It's not yeah. that. It's just kind of more like, hey, uh, please don't think about this. Yeah. Uh, we, which I get, you know, my guess I is. I just feel like there's a million ways they could have wrote that and it not be insane. Yeah. But I guess. Ultimately, the insane route is more fun because it's so stupid. 
Yeah, but so. just like, hey, think of a different harrowing, harrowing way yeah. for him to go from that place to the other. Yeah, like because it's like you're already going into water that's filled with the megs. So yeah. like, there's already danger there, and the other like little uh, Komodo dragon style dudes. Yeah, and you just like I said, just showed a helmet imploding. So it's like there's already plenty of dangers they could use. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. But now it's like, uh, yeah, go through that. That scene was hilarious. Just because, yeah. They said that and I laughed. My friend and I laughed out loud like, no fucking way. Yeah, you have to like black out for that part uh, just yeah. to like get through the movie and not be <laughs> incredulous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there are a lot of creatures. You know, there's yeah. the uh, the death dog things that can swim and go on land. There's three or four megs or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was expecting there to be even an, a bigger meg that shows up. Right. That, I thought that's that is one thing that I it. thought was going to happen because I remember that in the, in the last movie, they do show like a big giant meg that escapes that they don't even talk about. Right. Like, I don't remember. That but... one maybe so yeah yeah, because i'm pretty sure in the first one it was like oh no maybe i'm getting that confused with jurassic world maybe no no no. i think that's who that meg is that they have it's the same one yeah but yeah i'm pretty sure they show that like another one escaped but yeah it is interesting because these are like baby megs essentially right yeah like i i don't know like they're big i don't want to run into it but like Right. I was kind of expecting a bigger Meg, but... Well, okay. But ta- speaking about uh, Jurassic World, though, okay. The new character that they added for this movie for the, like, Chinese audiences, um, that... Was his name Ju Ming? Zhang? Mm-hmm. That's what his character's name is. So, in this movie alone, he has a better story arc of... Of training a fucking Meg, than all three Jurassic Worlds with Chris Pratt and that fucking <laughs> blue raptor. <laughs> like you never know what's happening with that blue raptor. Yeah, no. you're like he's not eating you because there's other things going on. Not if you guys were in a room together, he would fucking eat you. And in this movie, you're like, okay, the Meg fucking didn't eat him. He it it hurt. It listened to him. It actually listened. Do you I think believe. though? You believe? You're, you're because that true... because <laughs> the next Meg dude, Meg three Tokyo Drift, they're gonna <laughs> fucking have a team up where they are become allies with the Meg for a worse villain, right? <laughs> they have to. It's gonna be sick as fuck. I'm looking forward you know to what? that. Ben Wheatley. So people people back. were mad that. There wasn't enough Megs in this movie. Megalodons. Yeah. But what if they, instead of calling this Meg 2, they just, which is, actually it's funny. It's not called the Meg 2. It's just called Meg 2. Oh, okay. It is. Okay. That Meg 2, sure. the trench is what it's mm-hmm. called. Okay. But they should have just called it Megs. And then they could have just named these other creatures Megalo John and Megalo Bob. Oh. <laughs> and then it could all be Megs. And the movie has them. Megalobob. Look out for the yeah. Megalobob. <laughs> well, missed opportunities abound. Yeah. Come on. 
but good finales. I think a really good villain too. The villain. Oh yeah, is like, all, all the villains bastard. I think were pretty fun because of how stupid they were. Because like the main like rich woman is uh, Jill Valentine from the Resident Evil movies. Oh, I didn't realize that's awesome. Yeah, and she's. I've yeah, there was something familiar about her, and then I was like, oh shit, it's her. But um, there's like this one scene I forgot what she says, but she pronounces a word so weird that it like took me out of the movie. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot what word it was. I gotta. I really do need to rewatch it. But the yeah, her and the other woman that was like a villain that turns mm-hmm. was also funny. Uh, and then yeah, that Montez, the dude that's like chasing him the whole time. Yeah, just like this sick. Uh, Kind of reminded me of like a Josh Brolin mixed with, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Totally. Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. It's like if they had a baby, it was this guy. Totally. And he's such yeah. a bastard that you're like, man, I want to see this guy get killed, but he is being such uh, a bitch. That, he's sick, though, when he's crying, okay? There's a part where she's like, are yeah. you crying? I thought, like, that's just such a great bit that they don't need to do, but it was just in there. It's like, yeah. That's like, cool just funny it's so weird yeah because they reveal that he's like in a relationship with the betraying girl like minutes before she dies to where he does cry and you're like okay i guess i care about that relationship (laughs) uh i don't like either of you so yeah it's like why should i care you guys are the villains yeah you guys suck but that's what was funny is like okay yeah that's a choice they made yeah Let's show him cry and be vulnerable. I wonder if that'll pay off. And it really kind of <laughs> doesn't. But I also like that works for me because like it's action packed. I actually don't want to be able to say like, oh, this movie really pays off some emotional beats if it comes at the expense of the momentum of the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Man, the Jason Statham killing Megs with those spears was yeah. just hilarious and awesome. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> how do they even work? How do you? <laughs> yeah. How do they know? How do they to set explode? off? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, the, it's it is very bizarre. Like the the humor in this movie and the way that like. The DJ character and and Mac Cliff Curtis's character are like the comic relief, and they're just like doing cartoonish shit the whole time. Yeah, uh, I was like, this this is solid. I, I I'm enjoying this. That's where it's like there's such like hijinksy, like silly yeah. comedy to it, but it's still like so violent and deadly. It's like, who is this for? In a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, two halves to this movie of, like, the Jason Statham, like, cool one-liners being a badass the whole time. And then these other guys that are just, like, doofuses. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. Mr. Magooing their way through everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good, though. I, I really enjoyed it. And it, it just, like, them drinking at the end on the beach. Like, nothing bad happens. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, fun like we don't see movies end like this anymore like it feels weird when a movie actually ends (laughs) 
or at least like no an action at the, movie in the trailers like or in the uh, credits yeah because i think it's more of like the genre and uh scope of the movie where that doesn't feel like what we usually see yeah, yeah it's always something that alludes to this isn't the end so i appreciate that yeah Cool. Any other thoughts about Meg 2? The um, Trench. Do you think they'll bring back Ruby Rose for 3? I don't. I don't know if she's really wanting to act anymore after she had bad experiences, right? Didn't she break her yeah, back with on like Batwoman? Yeah, Bat- Batwoman. Yeah. That's just and, a cursed and property. Like, well, like, wasn't this thing come out where she was like, oh, they treated me like shit on the set, and then they're like, actually, she was an asshole yeah and everyone's just like who oh, knows, right shit yeah right it's like they're just slinging shit back and forth yeah they're like we didn't really break your back you were just being a bitch <laughs> no you broke my back i forget what it was they're like they're like that's just what happens to batman okay yeah it's that's part of the job don't you understand <laughs> All right, well, that is Meg to the Trench and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank you guys so much for listening. You know, summer's yep. continuing on here. As the, what's coming out next week, Chris? Yeah, next week we have uh, Gran Turismo. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> New video game movie. Uh, I heard there's already controversy around it. Uh, did you hear about that? No. So... It's based on like a real life event, uh-huh. but this this guy that it's based on, he uh, was in an accident f- during one of his races where they ended up a person in the crowd got killed. Oh, and they use oh. that they use that accident uh, like at, at a pivotal point in the movie to like propel the character to be motivated to be better and win. Uh huh. And basically, like, just use it as part of a story and not really. And it, I guess it just really upset and it seems like shitty to the family of that person who right. was killed. And in the interview, I think the guy that who's it's based on was like, they asked him, oh, like, do you how do you feel about them changing it? And he's like, oh, well, they, that's an important part of my story so like it needed to be in there. and it's like out of context that sounds like he's like i don't give a shit that they <laughs> like shit. belittled this guy's death this man's death so anyways that's a pretty interesting bit it's, there but uh it's not the worst one controversy other... we got this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh the other movie the last voyage of the demeter oh cool which that, is that vampire boat movie it looks kind of like a pitch black esque type of like indie low budget horror movie yeah. of everyone stuck with some monster on a boat so it should be feel fairly unique and cool yeah yeah i hope that one does well because uh you know it is unique non-ip i also hope it's good yeah but... yeah i'm hoping it's like one of those indie ones that are people it's not on people's radar and then people see it and say oh this is fucking awesome yeah but yeah all right, awesome. Well, you can find him at Rebirth Project. Me at Joe underscore Cabello on Instagram. 
specifically, because I'm not and really X. on Twitter. Uh, yeah, X. Uh, well, X mine is at Joe Cabello, but I'm not really ever logging on there. So don't find me. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We'll be watching some movies. Bye.